Welcome to today's episode, a special developer sales podcast with myself and Fintan Flanley, the most exciting man in <laughs> developer sales. <Woo-hoo>. <laughs> <laughs> the best woohoo I've heard in yeah. the market. Um, well, it's a market to woohoo about. It, is it though? Yeah. It is? Absolutely. Okay. So let's get straight down to it then. So instead of asking me how your family are and how you're feeling emotionally, I want to get down to the nitty gritty about developer sales, which is obviously where you're heading up. Um, obviously, you've got your feet very much on the ground with uh, the market in Dubai property launches. Tell me what's going on in developer sales at the moment. A bit of a mixed bag. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're seeing a very good start to the year. At the start of the year, we we're expecting that we're reaching parity with resale secondary. Okay. Um, and I would say now that we're kind of still on that knife edge and maybe taking a little bit more market share in resale. Yeah. Um, with a caveat to that, that is that the figures that are coming out this month for August will show registrations that have taken place at the start of the year. Yeah. So we're always going to be a little bit, the data is always going to be a little bit Three behind. Three months, six months minimum behind. behind yeah. the curve, okay? Um, but on the ground, there's a real uh, appetite. So last time we spoke on a podcast, and we're talking, I think me and you were on performance ago, because I had my venture around the world in the summer. Yeah, yeah, we uh, saw that, yeah. Obviously yeah. back now, back yeah. to do some work. Um, uh, what I want to know is, has it sustained the level of launches? I'll tell you what, where I was at with developer sales just before I left. People were on the email app, and yeah. they were refreshing the screen to try and get one unit for a client, and then... Um, it was what's who was at the Coca Cola Arena? Who's the launches at the Coca Cola Arena? Uh, Dubai Holdings. So Dubai Holdings, which I believe you've met Marwan and the team recently, yep. and they were selling out of Coca Cola Arena. And like I remember going speaking to us, there's no point in turning up to launches. As an agent, I was saying, what's the point? You're queuing up at four a.m., five a.m., and not getting a property. Is it still there at the moment? For some launches, it is. Yeah. So we've got a surge. So at the start of the year. Obviously, the political situation in the Ukraine wasn't there. That comes into the market, and that's uh, well documented. Or well documented. Documized. No, I'll go with it. Documized. Yeah, documized. Did you go to school or me? I did. Um, so it's well documented about what's happened there and the political situation, and that Dubai is one of these countries that, or the UAE, hasn't any sanctions there. So this is a place that people can invest in real estate. I find that crazy, by the way, and this is. A political uh, situation, obviously, but how the rest of the world has obviously sanctioned, let's say, Russia and these other places where other countries are saying, "Cool, okay, we we're happy to, to take your investment," and you know, Dubai is taking international investment, aren't they? Well, the, the, Dubai has never said uh, no. Dubai has welcomed the best of talent. It's really for foreign direct investment. It's always been this place where people have seen it as a very attractive market to be in. So it's kept the doors open, yeah, to everyone. Um, and I think what we're seeing here now is we're taking advantage here in especially Dubai of other countries where these may have invested in the past. Like the UK would have been a very popular destination for investment previously. It's on its ass now. That avenue is shut. So when I went back to the UK um, in the summer, you could just see people that owned houses, just say owned houses, forget anything else, the tight money of the electricity bills. I mean, I said this for my electricity bill in London was 92 pounds. I wasn't even living there, just to keep it on. 
And then one month, we're still not living there, went to £392. And then you speak to your friends in the UK and they're like, yeah. oh my God. So these guys that have got this spare cash, all of a sudden it's completely tied up. And there's a lot of people going through this where, whether it is the way the UK is, um, the way the, the, the pound is at the moment, the employment, people are looking at Dubai. And that's not just England, that is France, that's the USA. The USA is currently, you know, there's a lot of people leaving there at the moment. I think Dubai is capitalizing on this. 100%. Even, even in Ireland, you know, every morning I get up and I look at the headlines on the Irish Independent. And the headlines I see there is like restaurateurs that were, their electricity bill will be 6,000 a month. Yeah. They're coming and they're actually trying to allow for maybe 20,000 in the winter months. Yeah. We haven't even got to that point, point in the year where the, the nights are getting longer and they have to turn the heat on and all that stuff. So that's going to affect um, a lot of business in Europe. Yeah. We've seen a lot more traction in Europe over the last 18 months post-COVID yeah. in that developer sales. Um, but I, I think that a term that has been used with a number of clients with me recently is we want we want our investment to be dollarized. Okay, so uh, that's, a, that's a new word yeah. as well. Dollarized. To, to I need to find out who my English teacher was in school and tell her. I'm just using somebody else's word. Well, they, so two words: the dollarized. What was the other one you used? Documized. Okay. Documized yeah, and dollarized. Okay. Let's put a, put a next to the first one. Yeah, fintonized. There we are. <laughs> um, but the, the they want to have their investment now, where they have a rental income, a uh, source of income coming in in uh, dollars, yeah. pegged, pegged to the dollar. Um, and that's from a client in Luxembourg, clients in Nigeria. So there's a, a, there's a the guy that lives on my street that was looking at selling his house. And I spoke to him last night on the phone and I was like, you sold your house? He goes, yeah, I backed out the sale. I was like, okay, but you sell it again. He said, well, I was actually moving to America, but my money's all in euros. And that has completely changed my plan of moving to America. Because his money's in euros, yeah. he loses 25% on his net worth immediately for making that move that that currency situation around the world has just killed a lot of people to to make any life moves like that but true but they still see dubai as value for money so i'm saying so, coming the other way coming the other way so even though like you were getting last year as we were considering selling our house in ireland and bringing the money across and like that you're trying to get the timing you're never going to get yeah. the time right so i said listen give it another six nine months and where the, where the we're getting four dirhams thirty yeah. at the end of last year, I waited for the prices to increase, and now if I sell it, I'm getting three sixty five. I think it's gone up this week to about three point seven two. But even with a a strong dollar and a weak currency, people are looking at Dubai, looking at the yields, looking at the price per square foot, comparing it. We're in Dubai. We don't sometimes appreciate what it's perspective. Yeah, and they see the value for money. What of Dubai offers and the returns. So, value for money. Let's just skip away from currency and the yep. boring stuff. Let's get to the sexy stuff, which is where my interest is at. I want to talk about the first launch, which has caught my interest today, which is uh, Ellington Beachfront. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Beach House. Beach House. Yeah. Four thousand watt per square foot. Four thousand eight hundred per square foot. So, I want to say this on record now: four thousand eight hundred square foot for a seafront development. Yeah is still cheap. I remember, and i talked about this many times in the podcast, when I bought the Atlantis at 4,000 dirhams square foot, people laughed at me and said, that's not what it is. They're now trading at 8,000 dirhams square foot. You still can't buy in central London for eight to 10,000 for a good unit. So when someone offers you a beachfront unit that looks modern, Miami, sexy vibes, my question is, is 4,800 per square foot cheap or expensive or is it on the money? I would say it's on the money. 
and let the market speak. So at the end of the day, in my opinion, counts for very little. It's people who write the checks. Yeah. Um, when they began to do a kind of soft launch at the start of the year, um, they did what a lot of developers are doing now, a, an expression of interest. Yeah. So they're doing an expression of interest why the project is being finalized for approvals with Rira. So um, they have had a lot of bookings. Even with the one beds, the one beds are about 1,000 square foot plus or minus. So you could say 4.8 million. For a one bed, for a one bed. Wow. It's still being taken. Yeah, of okay. course. Um, they have a, a payment plan of uh, 50 during construction, 50 on handover. So it's, it's not like what we had going back a couple of years ago, maybe 30. So what is the unit? So what, if you were describing this as someone who doesn't know what it is, tell me about this new development. Okay, it's on the Crescent, so just down the road from the, the Royal Atlantis. Yeah. Um, the site itself runs from the Gulf side, back in with views, back across the fronts, back towards the uh, skyline of Dubai Marina. Yeah. Um, Ellington, I think anyone knows me at this stage knows that I'm a big Ellington fan. I believe you have an award from Ellington you'd like to let the fans know about. Yeah, a little a Lifetime Achievement lifetime Award. Achievement uh, should we retire? I, I thought they were going to wheel me out like uh, <laughs> Kurt Douglas at the Oscars. <laughs> uh, but it's absolutely beautiful. I mean, one thing that they do, they, their cornerstones are that first impression. When you come in there, there's this magnificent um, hotel-style-like lobby. Yeah. And that is from their projects in JVC to Maidan to downtown. And I think what we'll look at here is, if we look at um, uh, the project in downtown, that has full occupancy. Uh, it, was, it wasn't at the time. What's their project in downtown called? Uh, DT1. DT1, yeah? yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, and again, it's not a high rise, and it's not on that, the boulevard of downtown. Yeah. It's, it's nearly on the business bay side. It's the new mosque, the yeah. business bay just set by our other office in Vision Tower. Yeah. That's the location there, it's 16 floors. But his occupancy is full. Wow. Um, back then, when they were launching that at maybe 2,700 per square foot, people thought it was expensive. Yeah. Who's laughing now? The investors that invested, it's always the way there is. And I always say this, the market goes up or down. person that wins is the long-term investor that sits in for the, for the ride. So when we, when we look at Ellington Beach House again, um, how many plots are available on the PAM? How many palms are in the world? Is that a question, or do you know? Or was it just no? It's just kind of a yeah. Chassis, yeah, you know, <laughs> rhetorical. Three rhetorical. Okay. There you go. So it's there isn't that much availability of land. Correct. And I think where you really kind of see an appreciation in any asset is where's the scarcity of land and availability for further construction. Do you know what? My, when I was working in my first job um, in a company called Newman Estate Agents, we were selling parcels of land. And my pitch that I was told to tell people was, and it is true, uh, buy land, they don't make it anymore. That yeah. was the thing you said, and people would be like, oh, you're right, they don't, unless you come to Dubai. Dubai. Yeah. They, Beach they'll world. build it for you. <laughs> the world islands and all, all of this, <laughs> they'll, they'll do whatever. Buy land, they'll build some more in Dubai. So, um, the, the desi- it's Ellington are a design-led boutique developer. Yes. And that sounds like very nice words and all the rest, but they are really thinking about who's going to live here. They start with the end in mind and they work back from there. And again, you can see there, I'm not going to go through all the, the amenities and features, of course. but it is loaded. Do you know the main thing I like about Ellington as a developer, and I'm sure if they're listening to this, they'll like to hear it, is that I remember meeting the CEO, uh, Robert Booth, yeah. years ago, and he was working at EMAR. He's the ex-CEO of EMAR, and this guy knows everything about building, not just buildings, but infrastructure around the development. This guy comes with so much experience. So having the, the ex-CEO of EMAR, running this new boutique, well, not even new, but boutique developer, you know you're in good hands. Well, Robert's history was 
uh, running North America for Emar, and then they brought him over to Dubai. He is like the Steve Jobs of real estate development. Oh my God. If that's he that's a that, big one, okay? Robert Booth, if you're listening, you're the Steve Jobs of real estate development. Why um, am I then? Who's the one that gets, who's the one that gets cut the, out at the start? You're, you're the well, per- Carlos, one that gets cut out at the start of, of uh, Apple when he doesn't get any shares. Steve Wozniak. I'm Steve Wozniak of Apple. <laughs> no, you've done, you've done okay. I'm not, I'll reserve judgment until you buy a property with me. At the moment- Carl's your big investor. The, the golden, gold, golden guy is over Carl, here. Carl, we've got a new launch. Would you like one? <laughs> yeah, I like one. Has he got a beach house off yet? Not yet. He will though. Yeah, so, yeah, something for the weekend. Through here, aren't Something you? for the weekend. Um, <laughs> but as I said, but this is what you have. It's from the top down. And if you meet uh, Robert in the Ellington office, he has a twinkle in his eye and he's got that passion and it infuses through the whole team that they've got. Yeah. Um, so you know in 10 years time where there might be other developers coming into the market, Ellington has uh, an established a brand in the same way that Select have done, yeah. but in maybe a shorter period of time. But yeah, they're, they're already a dominant, I think if they launch, and they look, I mean, you, when you're taking a 4,800 dirham development, it's going to take a little bit of time. I go back to the Atlantis. That took years to sell. That was a yeah. four-year delayed project um, and, you know, only sold out a year ago. So when you're talking at that price, it was a unique type of person. I think they have to see the building. And the interesting thing about this de- development in um, the one we're talking about, the beach beach house, I'm sure say right, um, is that uh, it's structural, isn't it? Yes, the structure is there. Um, I think if you're trying to give comparables, you'll have Palma Holdings have Serenia Livings. Yeah. You've got a Select, have got um, Six Census. Omniat are now coming out with another project. So um, there's definitely a market. There will always be a market for that luxury, and the supply going forward is only going to diminish as these this land is developed. So a new development or new launch or new area of interest. Do you know anything about Expo City? You've been following the interest on that. Obviously that's the old Expo Centre yeah. and obviously they've not knocked it down and the infrastructure's there. Do you know what they're doing with that? So again, the, the one thing with the Expo was it wasn't just about one event. It yeah. was about the, the legacy and tying in with foreign uh, 100% ownership, new visas, that is going to be um, in the Dubai Urban 2040 plan. Okay. That is highlighted, Silicon Oasis, Business Bay, um, but Expo is, is highlighted as the target area. Oh, wow. So I think we're going to see an awful lot of uh, things happening there. Um, that's a medium to long term, in my opinion. Is it going to be residential as well, do you think, or not? Um, because they don't have announced that yet, have they? No, well, out there you've got Dubai South, you've got Emar South. Yeah. Um, an area out that side of Dubai that I think, without going out so far, that is possibly undervalued at the moment is Al-Fajan. Yeah, I agree, I agree. I mean, if you look where Sheikh Said Road is and where the 311 and the 611, which, you know, we're in Motor City now and we're looking out there to Lal Al-Gaf and out towards Town Square, um, we're moving a little bit further away from the main archery that's always been there, Sheikh Said yeah. Road. Al-Fajan sits back on Sheikh Said Road. Yeah, I agree. And for people that are in DIP, Expo City going forward, Jebel Ali, JLT, uh, you're already tapping into an infrastructure that's there. Um, they've already got Ibn Battuta Mall. They've got a metro line going through it. So I think for the Expo City, it's going to be a gradual movement 
towards yeah. Abu Dhabi? I think what they're doing at the moment, if I'm not mistaken, they're selecting, I've just read here something that's a two fee. They're selecting business tenants to go in there because it's a free zone. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is that they will not, this is what they've wrote in quotes, Expo City Dubai will not allow cars within its district. This to have access to the city by car can park just outside the districts and take advantage of the buggies the Expo Explorer, e-scooters and e-bikes. This sounds like a sustainable city. Well, it's just going to lead on to that. Where, right. where, where we bought. Yeah, this congratulations by the way. Thank you very much. And it, it took is. 10 years for you to buy. <laughs> yeah, all things happen at the right time. <laughs> Listen, we all know the best time to have bought was probably two years ago, 18 yes. months ago. Yeah. But it's down to the individual circumstances and it was the right time. But I think there is this movement towards uh, sustainable. Yeah, I agree. Okay, and not just in Dubai, but globally. And I think the Expo City is this going to be the city where you can come from home, move around the, the city where you, you work, yeah. all the recreational facilities um, without the need of a car. Do you know what would be interesting to see though is if, if they can get the uh, the manpower of people working there because I look at failed projects in Miami, failed, I mean they've not closed down, but I look at like the um, Riverland in uh, the Riverland theme park. Have you been there? Motion Gates. Motion Gates. Yeah. So Motion Gates, one of them in there. And you got Riverland. And all. I love that. I'm a big theme park fan. And when you go to the UK or we actually in Disneyland in, in the summer and you see the people there, I mean, queues of people. And this this Riverland, I mean, when I first went there, I was blown away with it. That They had Cheesecake yeah. Factory opening up. They had these tea, uh, different restaurants opening up. There were people walking through the street and it had this buzz to it. And I went back there about six months ago and people just haven't bought into the concept of what it is. And whether it's too far away, um, whether it's not enough footfall, what you're seeing is restaurants closing down. So the, that magical feel of a theme park sort of disappeared because the footfall's not there. So people at Cheesecake Factory didn't open up. I think other restaurants have closed down. Um, and that's the question really, you know, what sustainable, not sustainable, what uh, Expo City is gonna be, is this walkable area, but it doesn't work unless footfall comes in. So that's gonna be really interesting to see with that. Well, it's an interesting space um, over the next five to 10 years, I think on that one. But you know how Dubai is. Yeah. And they want something to work. Yeah, I agree. They'll, they'll make need, it work. You need to make the people buy into it. And the problem that Dubai has as a whole is so much time is spent indoor. This is the honest truth. So much time is spent. Yeah. I mean, I worked out when I was in, in England and how much time, literally, we were getting up in the morning to get out and spend the day out. But here, when I'm here, when it's summer, you were getting out your car to get inside. Like, this morning, I've seen the steam this morning. Yeah, yeah, the, I wear glasses. Oh, there you go, so you can <laughs> see for the morning. And I, I, opened my, uh, opened my door, I opened it and I was like, I can't sit here, it's too hot. And I closed the door and I thought, this is not like, summer's not enjoyable here. And I think that's a problem they're gonna face when they're trying to build these communities that are outdoor, getting people to not make them a ghost town. But I will say with Sustainable City, and again, I hope this kind of helps raise the prices a bit. Yeah. Um, my concern was that you park centrally, you walk to your villa or yeah. get a buggy. Now, in the six years we've lived there, yeah. I've used the buggy twice. You know, it, if it's well- you're well, jogging, jogging home, yeah. you have to work. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it's, um, if it's well designed and the travel distances aren't too far, you yeah. can manage to walk a couple of hundred meters. Yeah, definitely. In, in, this, in, in this weather, and I think that's where it comes down to is actually, uh, yeah, the buy-in. Yeah, but how well is it designed, and is it? Uh, well, my worst nightmare is if I've got my shopping bags and I'm told to walk two hundred meters, I'd be like, no, this is not. What happening. should you say if you've got your what? Shopping. Oh, actually, I deliver room most nights. I was nights, say, so. yeah, I just wanted to check on that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's a normal thing. I think yeah. shops are gonna like 
go in a few years in my yeah. world. No, I don't. Okay, so the final subject I want to touch on with developer sales. This is for anyone interested in Dubai projects. Anything exciting coming up that we should know about? Yeah, I think in Maidan area, yeah. there is a recognised shortage of townhouses and villas. Yeah. Um, without having to move further out from key locations like Business Bay yeah. and Old Dubai. And now that the Alain corridor has opened up, it's a fantastic road. Yeah. Like when we go down to the office in Business Bay, very often even from Sustainable City, I'll drop down onto the, the new Sheikh Hamdan Road, to yeah. Academic City, yeah. onto the Alain Road. And okay. from the time I leave my house to the time I get to Business Bay, one traffic light. Wow. Free moving tra uh, traffic all the way. So that Alain corridor, I think, is going to open up from all the way to Maidan, between Maidan and Adel Sheba, um, back into Dubai land and back down towards the valley. I think that corridor is an interesting one to watch. Um, there are a lot of, you know, all of the marketing will see all of your big players in the market. Yeah. There's an awful lot of private developers doing a fantastic there is a, job. There is a lot, I agree. And since Ellington came into the market, it and they've shown a, the client experience of, you know, producing a show apartment that people can get that touch feel experience yeah. and buy into it. So I think there is, for example, so far this year, we and the team here, we've done, uh, we've closed uh, sales with 39 different developers. Wow, I couldn't name that six, to be honest with you. I know, I'd, I'd have to go to the spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, send me the spreadsheet, what they are. Uh, 60 projects in 32 communities around Dubai. Wow. So what that takes is a lot of knowledge. A lot of people in developer sales they know five developers yeah. and they go to, and I think it's, um, we look at Iman Developments, they're coming up in Dubai Hills with something very exciting. Yeah. It's uh, really well located, close to the park. So it depends what the person wants. You know, you know what I think about Talal Gaff, the Elysian yeah. uh, mansions are a league, of, yeah. league of their own. District 1 West, you're going to have villas coming up there again. Do you know what's again. interesting about Dubai at the moment? I think it's going to be an exciting phase for the end user and just the property market is the amount of handovers coming up. So you've got ranches, three handing over, yeah. Tal Al Gaff, maybe Q1 next year. Yeah. Um, and then what's the one that was built by uh, who built Blue Waters? Miras. Miras. What's the Miras one? Rosewood, is it? Rosewood? Uh, Cherrywood. Cherrywood, sorry, Rosewood. And there's a lot of developments coming up near Handover. I'm very interested to see what happens because the original prices of these units, I mean, Carl's Arabian ranches that I bought, I think he bought, were they three or two beds, Carl? Three beds, for how much? 1.2 Where can you find a three bed for 1.2 million dirhams? That is an insane and purchase price. When the mortgage buyers come into that market on completion, so when the title deeds are available, there's going to be an extra spurt because at this point in time, Madness. they they can't uh, a mortgage buyer can't buy there because just cash flow doesn't allow it. Yeah. But the aspiration is to live in the Cherry Woods or the Talal Gaff, and I think you're just going to see the owners there at the moment, whilst they've made a good premium. If they hold on to handover. You gonna, if you're an owner, you're, you're renting them all day long because you, your repayments are going to be, what, 5,000 dirhams, probably less, maybe 6,000 maybe, but you, your rent is probably on a three bed, you're probably talking 130, 120. The rental income in certain segments now, even if somebody's getting a mortgage, is covering the uh, service fees, the interest element, and the principal repayment. Yeah. And where else in the world do you get that? And no. No taxation. Yeah. 
Okay, well, thank you very much for today's Developer Sales Podcast. If you are looking for any information on Developer Sales, Finton Flannelly, uh, Head of Developer Sales, has been involved in how many sale, how many developer sale, developers did you say it was? 30, 39. 39 developers. So we will help source you uh, your off-plan dream home. So please contact Finton, visit www.osmanalsop.com. We do have a, a specific developer sales section where you can contact us and look at off-plan developments. Any final thoughts? No, busy season ahead, World Cup coming, lots of good things in store. Christmas. 60 sleeps. Jingle, jingle bells. 70, no, 70 sleeps, I'm ready. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>